0: Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. Today, I am here with Amber Sosa and Christopher Rose to discuss the results of the... Nah, not to discuss that. I just copy and pasted that from last week. Whoops. I'll do it later.
1: Amber Sosa. I'll do it All later. right.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, I finally changed my name after, uh, like three years of being married and putting it off and not wanting to go <laughs> through all of the trouble and hassle that women or really anyone who wants to adopt their spouse's last name or just change their name in general. Like they make it, they don't make it easy for you.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask how you did it because I have not been able to get a hold of the social security office.
2: Um, What I had to do was, okay. So like, like you have to, go, I think you can do your driver's license first or your social security card first, like whichever one you want. But like what I had to do is um, print off the form online and fill it out. And I had to mail them a copy, the actual like marriage license, not a copy, but I had to mail them (laughs) an actual marriage license. Mail away
1: your marriage license? And
2: your driver's license in the mail snail mail that's the only way they can take it and when I did it they weren't doing any in-person appointments so I had to mail it to like the local social security office um and then it wasn't really clear like when you sign the form if you're supposed to sign like your original name or your new name and so I signed my original name and they mailed it back actually they called me and were like hey you filled out this form wrong um I'm gonna mail the form back to you I need you to refill out the form and then I'm going to send you an envelope with like my direct like route, like the lady's actual route like to her. So it would go to her personally. And it, and it took like like three weeks for her to let me know that I did the form wrong. And so then she mails me like, like a personalized like handwritten thing and was like change this. And then like I put it back in the mail and then it was like another like two or three weeks before like I finally got, my my like like through the mail again like our marriage license back and my driver's license back and then I had to like make an appointment with the DMV because you can't just walk in there because of COVID and like that was a big huge mess and like the first time I went like I didn't have all the paperwork I needed because you do have to have your marriage license again, in person to get your new driver's license. You can't use your new social security card. Um, It has to be like your old driver's license and your marriage license. And so the first time after waiting like three months for an appointment, I went in there. I didn't have the marriage license. And so I had to like leave, make another appointment. And it took like another three weeks for them to like get me back in before I finally did it. And then, of course, you have to like wait for your driver's license to arrive in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of work. And after all of that, like, I haven't even, like, started thinking about going to the bank to, like, have my name on my bank account changed. Like, I uh, I did change it, like, with my school. But, like, yeah, I'm, like, back to procrastinating on, like, following through with changing my name on everything else. Because, like, it's a huge hassle. I don't know. It is a huge
1: hassle. God. Yeah. That's annoying.
0: I think I'm going to leave this Hopefully in the podcast because this was very informative <laughs> <for people laughs> who may be getting married soon or need to change their name soon. That's how it goes. That's the process. A lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red tape.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like with down. all of this technology, why can't we fix this? Like, why can't we make it easier? You know, like, I mean, I honestly like, like the, the main reason that like I didn't change my name, which I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, like for, um, person in like 2021, like when you get married or whatever, like, I mean, like, do you want to change your name? Do you not? You know, like some people just don't want to, like, I kind of went back and forth about that just because of like, um, well, really just because of like my future, like academic career, you know, because I've already like done all of these projects, like using my maiden name, like changing it to a different name is like gonna, you know, make it harder for, you know, anybody to like find my original work or whatever, you know, so like I thought about just keeping it. Um, at, at some point, but decided you know that I did want to go ahead and change it. But like a lot of, I mean, I could have easily just like maybe not ever done it just because I didn't want to go through the hassle of actually like making all these appointments and doing all this crazy stuff because um, it is a really long process. And they do have like, and of course, you know, like like in any issue like within you know a capitalist system with all this bureaucracy and and BS, it's like well you know, like we could like make it easier or we could like create a new like business model around like helping people navigate all of this, you know, BS. And so they actually have companies where you can like hire the company to like quote, like change your name for you. Um, oh and and it's like, I mean, I like it's when like I looked, taxes. So it was like 50 way, yeah. bucks, like a hundred bucks or whatever. But like when I found out that like I still had to actually like, make all the appointments and arrive like they just basically give you the steps and the forms to to fill out you know so like like they weren't actually like doing it for you they're just like charging you money and are like hey here here, do these forms you know and it's like well I I figured that out already on my own like what I wanted was to not have to like go to the social security office or go to the DMV or anything like that um i was trying to get out of it right um and the, the services that are like charging people for it like they don't even you know they don't even like do what they say they're gonna do they're just like here this is the form you should fill that. i will say that it did take a few days of like research on like the you know the what is it like the department of public safety website or whatever to like figure out what i was real what i really needed you know um it took a couple of days to, to figure out the forms, but like I, I saved my like 50 to $100 <laughs> because it does cost money also.
0: Yep. Just like every,
2: uh, everything $11 costs. to change your name on your driver's license. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. man. Anyway. it is a ridiculously complicated process. I didn't realize. Yeah. I'm so nervous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need help, let me know. <laughs>
0: there you go. If you need help with the name-changing process, hit us up on Twitter at FWReview. (laughs) Amber will respond.
1: Yeah, We will not charge you $50 to
0: $100. No,
2: no. My services are free.
0: All right. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about essentially uh, ex-Mayor Betsy Price announcing her run for the Tarrant County judge. We're going to talk about um, maybe other people's running against her. There's talk. Nothing confirmed yet. We have a video. Finally, I was able took man, it took me forever this morning to find a video of Maddie Parker's swearing in as mayor. Um, there was a bunch of news outlets that covered it, but they just clipped like 30 seconds of it or 45 seconds of it or something. I was like, I want to find the whole thing. And so this guy on YouTube, Jabari Shakur, brought his phone and what was there, and he, he put the whole thing up on YouTube. So shout out to Jabari. Thank you for providing us. I figured the city would have it, but... I don't know. They're always three to four weeks behind on their YouTube channel anyway, so maybe they will put it up at some point, but as of now, like, it's not on the city YouTube. Um, And then...
2: might be on the website where you have to go through the archives.
0: I'm wondering if it's a Facebook thing just because I'm not on Facebook. I bet it's on the Facebook page. (sighs) They do, like, exclusively do things on Facebook. I hate it, man. Why do we have to use a corporation to to access city information? Well,
2: you can can actually find it sometimes on the actual city website or um, even, like... On the tarrant county website like they put up all the videos of like the commissioner court meetings and stuff yeah. like that so like yeah. it might be on there um it is kind of hard to like navigate that website but like my thing is like yeah. like i mean maybe now guys maybe now that we have a millennial mayor <laughs> we can actually get the city meetings like live streamed on youtube not facebook
0: yeah, that'd be cool. Or Twitch? How about that? Well, I guess maybe that's more niche. Maybe that's that's a bad
2: way idea. too much to ask. Sorry, Anthony. I got
0: excited. Um, come
2: on, come on. Yeah, come no, on. you're right.
0: You're right. <laughs> so that. So we'll check that out. Um, and then essentially just kind of her, what she says in that. Also, a little bit of a news clip of of her just kind of talking about her vision for the future of Fort Worth and and what unity means and stuff. So, so yeah, guys. Uh, what do y'all? What do y'all think about Betsy? I guess let's get into that first.
2: Oh geez. I think I've said so many things about what I think about Betsy, like in the time we've been doing this podcast. But like I guys, like if she ends up being I don't want to use gender specific language, um peeps. If she ends up like <laughs> I don't know. Um if she ends up being like like the county judge, I I'm moving out of this county. Um, like that's basically like how I feel about it. Like that would just be like, like so horrible. That'd be so horrible.
3: Yeah.
0: So what? Okay. So how many, how many judges are on So, the
2: well, you, so she would. I if I understand correctly, like she's running for like, like county judge, where she's. Uh, the, she's like.
4: Yeah. The not like not like A, right A, now we have Glenn yeah. Glenn Whitley right. A, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: the county judge. Like, she would be yeah. the, like, what's the cool dude? Um, the guy, I just lost his name. um, The awesome county judge from Dallas, uh, Clay Jenkins. Mm. Like, she would be our Clay Jenkins or our, like, current Glenn Whitley, which is, like, who makes all of the calls for basically, like, things that go on in the county. So, like, the mask mandate or whatever, like, that was the call of the county judge.
0: So, you could, so you could argue that it's a more powerful f- position than the Fort Worth mayor because it's the whole county, not just Fort Worth?
2: Well, definitely, okay. yeah. I'm like,
0: just asking. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. For comparison's sake. Like.
2: Yeah, like the county judge just basically, like, makes all the calls. So, like, if, like, if it, like, to issue like an emergency declaration for the county, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's the county judge that does that. I don't honestly, like, I don't understand, like, all of all of the authority that county judge has, but it's like, basically, like, the mayor of the whole county and i think the position like definitely like supersedes like each municipality right Mm -hmm. so like um even if like betsy had been like 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 for a mask mandate if the county judge i think our county judge is glenn whitley right now um uh if glenn whitley was like screw you betsy I'm doing this, you know, like, they have the authority to override, like, any, Mm -hmm. like, basic, like, mayoral, you know, like, choices and decisions, I guess.
0: Okay. So this is interesting. So what that makes me think, then, is a, like, a line of connection between the city and the county because those administrations were essentially one administration. If we go back to last year, Maddie and Betsy were, you know, in the same administration maddie was just her chief of staff which is like the, the position that does the most stuff like you're essentially like the goat you're the mayor's like right hand person essentially yeah um and so like
2: if we're talking like if if we were talking about um you know like star trek right like you have your captain and then you have number one number one yeah so like mm-hmm. basically like let's talk Star Trek. yeah like betsy was (laughs) the captain of the starship that is fort worth and maddie parker was her number one (laughs) i don't know yeah so i I like to put things in it so i mean so in that that
0: context you can kind of zoom out and then look at from the city to county level there'd be more coordination not that there was like not you know not not that that betsy and glenn whitley likes were opposed no like know. they weren't
2: typically i mean at least like from my understanding of what i read and like i said like i don't i'm not claiming to like know all of the you know um like rules like or or even like what yeah, that's the full capacity can, of like county judge does and i'd like to know that and we do need to look that we can up educate
0: ourselves and the audience about that yeah as we go through because
2: the i i would like to learn a little bit more about that but like i mean because like glenn whitley is like largely like you know like um i don't even i guess like <laughs> more like like neon con neocon style like conservative, mm-hmm. you know, like and mm-hmm. like so is Betsy Price. Like and so I, I mean, like my like from the politics that I have seen, it's not even like necessarily like the new right, you know, like it was very much like like old school. Old school conservative. Probably, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: do y'all remember um so when they were voting on um getting ice out of tarrant county was that like a panel of county judges so that's, so the, that's
0: commissioners the commissioner's court. court
1: okay and so that's yeah. a, and that's a that's and the county judge sits like he's like the chairman of the commissioner so you can court, think like of the, the court.
0: Of it, whatever yeah so you can think of the commissioner's court as like the city council except of the county at the county level and i think yeah. there's only three only three
2: it's three, three
0: people on it yeah and so those are the county commissioners who by the way manny ramirez the yeah. head of the oh, Fort Worth POA is running for one of those commissioner seats. god <sighs> So we we we're gonna keep an eye on that. Um and I'm not sure I guess that election is in November, I'm guessing.
4: Um, it's gotta
0: be right. So because we were asking that last podcast like what's in November? Like I guess so that's probably it. It's our are all are, saying, are, are all
2: three seats up.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Um
2: I don't understand I need to that's another thing I need to Yeah, play. we'll figure
0: this out, you know, and obviously let but the we can audience update with the next yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, I guess what I'm the, the, I'm trying to draw a correlation between all of these people and like ideologically essentially kind of being similar. I mean, Maddie's a millennial. I'm not sure what that means or if that makes a difference in the broader ideological (laughs) context. Uh, I mean, Um, that's
2: like her self-proclaimed. Sure. And we're going to get into that too.
0: But yeah. I mean, like, as, as I mean, they
2: we're saying that because that's how she keeps describing
0: herself. I hate to use the word because it sounds conspiratorial, but, and I don't mean it necessarily in that way, but like they're all in cahoots with each other, you know? Like, it's well, like yeah. Manny's been, pr- you know, providing financial funding and backing uh, and, mm-hmm. and support of both of them as candidates it's
2: through the POA.
0: Exactly. Like
2: not his personal money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: thank you for clarifying. um because yeah. yeah. he's president of the PUA. Exactly. Yeah. And so now that they're all going to be in each in their own separate office, like being the head of a PUA is one thing, but actually having political power at the county level is a very different thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then same thing for Maddie. Now we got a new mayor. Um, you know it makes me think of the Who song. You know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, sort of thing. We'll see. Maybe not. Um,
4: yeah,
2: I mean, there's gonna probably be like some differences, but like this is my thing. This is what this is what. Okay, all right. Guys. This <laughs> my take. All right, here, here we go. go. Here we go. All right. This <laughs> is my take. And so this is the thing. Like, this is the thing that I am kind of concerned about because, like, in in many ways, in many ways, you know, if I am having to select, like, like conservative leadership, you know, which Like, I do not subscribe to conservative, the conservative party, right? Any conservative party, like, not, that's not me. Um, however, if I have to pick between conservatives, I would much rather be working with a, like, with, like, the neocons, like, a, like, George Bush-style conservative and their politics than the new right or as some george might w, say right, the right. old yeah george wait like sorry thank you um or the alt-right like right like i do not want to deal with the all <coughs> alt-right their politics are insane um and they're and in a lot of ways like they're a little bit like more scary to me than dealing with like traditional like old school republicans because Because they do try to paint themselves as Maddie Parker is trying to, um, you know, as like, I'm young, like I'm progressive, you know, and the alt-right, at least like in what I've seen of alt-right politics online, not specifically Manny Ramirez and not specifically Maddie Parker, but just like in general, um, there's like all of these areas where they are trying to Kind of rebrand themselves like in a way that like is more palatable for like the broader population, while at the same time, you know, like there are very, like almost like more conservative like below the surface. Um, and so like with Maddie Parker being like, oh, I'm young, I'm hip, I'm a millennial, I I love avocado toast and I shop at Whole Foods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that's, that? I, I'm 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 ad libbing okay. here some. Okay. Um. But basically, you know, like I I go to West 7th and I like to get out and do millennial things like I'm going to be so good for the city, you know, like um, Manny Ramirez like doesn't really go as far, but he's young like Manny Ramirez is is like a pretty young person. Like if you were to actually like get a seat on the commissioner's court, I think he would maybe be like the youngest person, you know? So like when you, but at the same time, like, you know, I mean, whenever like the Fort Worth POA like decided to get on parlor, you know, like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if Manny Ramirez himself is in charge of the POA, the Fort Worth POA like Twitter account. But like whenever, um, that was a big thing, like right after the January 6th insurrection, um whenever the poa like was like like hey guys like come catch us on parlor like we're on parlor now or whatever you know like um i'm assuming that like i mean that is a very alt-right decision to make (laughs) you know like like if you're seeing this insurrection and you're like you know my next move is to like get on parlor like you're probably alt right and like there's like some really obvious um you know like race racist like um i guess like ideologies like behind like the new alt-right and stuff so like I don't know like I'm just I like I guess like all of that to say I would I would much rather be dealing with um conservatives who had actual like policy agendas even if those policy agendas like were were like in in opposition to mine than dealing with like the new alt-right because like the reality is that um they don't like, stand for very much, like, beyond the culture war, um, just, like, generally, and, like, especially, like, in terms of, like, national politics, and I would say even, like, to some degree, like, like, like Greg Abbott and, um, you know, like, our, our state, like, alt-right-leaning um, political leaders, like, you know, there's just not really a lot of, like, substance to, like, what they stand for as a party, and so... I mean, it's more
0: about maintaining power than anything.
2: Right. Well, yeah, but, but that's, not, that's well, not a policy agenda well, per se. Well, sure, know what I mean? but I
0: mean, that's, and that, and that doesn't, that's not just for the Republicans. That goes both ways. I want to, real quick, since we're spending so much time talking about the commissioner's court, I just do, I have the website pulled up. I'll put this in the thingy, in the doobly-doo below. So there's actually four precincts, four precinct commissioners and one county judge. All five of them sit on the commissioner's court. And so precinct one commissioner is... Roy Charles Brooks Precinct mm-hmm. One stretches essentially from South Fort Worth, south of twenty, and then it looks like looks like our neighborhood maybe, um, and then I'll stretch to kind of and then the east side of Fort Worth, and then Haltom. no south of one twenty one, not Haltom. and then all the way into Arlington. Precinct two is the southeastern sector of the county, mostly Arlington, and then like down two eighty seven. Looks like Kennedale, um, Mansfield, that direction. And then just a little bit up past 30, so Central Arlington. Uh, th- that is Devin Allen. And both Roy Charles Brooks and Devin Allen are uh, African-American. So I, I think we just were a second ago, we are just talking about how it was a bunch of old white people on the court, which is the other three guys. Um, but there is some diversity on the court. Uh, and then so then commissioner for precinct three is Gary fikes or fix i don't know how you say that that's the north eastern section of the county kind of like north of 820 really like all up there in the middle of uh, you know with south lake and all that what, what is that flower mound all that stuff over there and then finally P- precinct four it, the commissioner for precinct four is jd johnson uh and that is on the northwestern side of of the county essentially everything north of 30 and west of 35 just about
2: i think that like looking at that map it it's kind of can you pull the map back up sure um it looks like the map has even for commissioner's court has been like somewhat gerrymandered like look at precinct one and how it (laughs) like goes through the the middle of yeah where like precinct two like should be a little larger right yeah like Yeah, yeah um that's that's kind of weird right you think it looks Anybody? like it's going to be like a,
0: in quadrants except the bottom left quadrant the southwestern quadrant like stretches across the whole middle and then the east like across, All the, way across, to the, across the whole map essentially yeah. <laughs> and then the this, this the bottom right quadrant's like not as big as it should be it looks
2: yeah like. it was like precinct two is like significantly smaller than like the other like I mean, uh, i'm
0: sure it's based precinct. on population but but yeah yeah so yeah so that's we'll and we'll spend more time as that election gets closer on, on who these people are what they stand for and all that sort of stuff but i just since we were spending time talking about it, i figured i'll just pull it up and see what to deal with that was but yeah. yeah yeah amber i i agree with you um kind of about this you know your perspective on what you were saying and everything
2: well i mean i guess what it was like sorry um had me kind of thinking about it is like when we were watching um uh Crystal Ball and uh and Sager the other day and um, Breaking Points. Yeah, Breaking Points their new show. Um and Sagar was like talking about um like he said something that like, kind of got my attention and I've been kinda thinking about it more and more lately and something I hadn't really considered. But um like what he was saying and I and he's conservative. Um mm-hmm. and so he's like saying this about his own party but and I think he's actually like from Texas or has yeah, he lived grew up in, in the DFW area. Yeah, and one of the things that he said is that like when you're looking at the um, Republican Party, like nationally, because like like all of their at least for like you know like the last like four or five years, like they have really lost a lot of substance in terms of like having like a policy agenda, and um, are so focused on you know the so-called culture war, and everything that they're really doing is like really just about the culture war and like trying to block like liberal ideologies, you know, from um, and and I'm guessing me like big L liberal ideologies, um, you know, kind of spreading. And so it's just like constant, like, you know, like defense for the culture war. And there's just not really any, any substance to like what their party actually stands for. And because it is that way at the national level, when it comes down to like state and um, local, like conservative politicians, um, it, it really leaves the door open for these like local politicians to kind of like adopt whatever framework they want or like whatever um, agenda they want to have, you know, cause there's like nothing like of substance. So they can just kind of fill it in however they want to and like make the like local conservative party like be about like whatever they want. And so I've been trying to think, you know, more and more, like, because I do think that is very much the case. Like, what does that mean for us here in Fort Worth and Tarrant County? you know, living in this, like, you know, like, I guess you would say small Republican stronghold, you know, like what are our local politicians um, adopting standing for and standing for, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's that's a great question. And and I think one thing I thought was interesting, we'll find out more, I think, as she runs for this judge position, because it is a partisan position. Mm-hmm. The, the the city stuff technically Supposedly. isn't. Yes. Yeah, so, well, the city stuff says it's nonpartisan, and right. so like when you look up the candidates and like what the, it doesn't say what party they are, but in 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 one of the inter- interviews that I was reading that's that'll be posted below um, about Betsy is essentially that she's she's f- f- waving the conservative flag now. Not that we didn't know, right? But right, like, but yeah, now that I she's don't actually see saying, it's
2: a shock to anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: of course. But like now she's just saying, well, I am a conservative, and that's one of the things that makes me you know good for this position or whatever. Right. And you weren't you weren't hearing that when she was running for mayor. I just I just find it interesting that she's like. You know, just now putting it out there, which, of course, she would be and she should be if she's trying to get, you know, her uh, her base and everything. But, yeah, I think that is a good question. Like, we really need to know. I don't know.
2: It's something we could kind of start paying more attention to, you know, because, like, I, yeah, because, like, I mean, like, one of the things that I do, which I guess is, like, kind of, like, more generous, like, to the National Republican Party is, like, I kind of look at, like, you know, like, whatever, like, Betsy's talking about, like, whatever you know, like our local, like conservative leaders are talking about it. I'm just like, oh, this is what the party stands for nationally. But like, it's really not. It's kind of, you know, like the, the national party is just like kind of a facade and it's kind of like a fill in the blank, like whatever yeah. you want their conservative party And that party actually makes be. them
0: really flexible. That's actually a benefit for
4: them. It is. Because yeah. Because
0: it makes it flexible to where each conservative party in their, in their area can kind of shape their own message unique to, to the needs of, of wherever they're at. Yeah. And like, and that, Strategy has been a winning strategy for the past ten years. If you don't know, um the Republican Party at the national level has been strategically targeting state houses mm-hmm. and and city councils and stuff. That's been their and mission in filling in all
2: the judges since sen- Trump yeah, elected
0: judges too. But it's essentially, since Obama got elected, like since two thousand and eight, they started doing this, and it worked in twenty ten when they took back the house. And since then, I don't remember the number off the top of my head. The Democrats have lost like hundreds of House seats across the country over the past 10 years. Yeah. And it it's because people don't participate in that level of to- politics for the most part. So if you have like an organized strategy from the national party mm-hmm. going, hey, we're going to target these state houses and you fund it appropriately, uh, it's not hard to win those because no one's engaged in those anyways. I mean, Texas, we were already conservative. But like if you look across the country in, in a lot of other places that maybe you don't think is conservative, um, their state houses probably are. Uh, and so that's that's another thing. So that that just kind of is another benefit in that area where it's like okay, at the state or at the local level, they they can kind of garner their message and shape it however they and want. Do whatever because-
2: the fuck they want. Yeah, you know. I mean, look at this last legislative session. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. And that and we've been saying here, you know, like on this show, like you know, like there probably are likely more Democrats than there are Republicans across the state of Texas, and really across most states, even those that are that are right leaning. Um, but because they have been so effective in, in getting, um, you know, their, their state level, um, you know, people from, for their party, like at, like into state, um, the state house, like it just makes it to where they can like pass whatever type of legislation they want at state level, like this, uh, you know, like, um, abortion ban. Uh, I, I mean, enter like basically any policy that was passed you know, just in the last couple of weeks, like, mm-hmm. it's like extremely conservative, like absurdly conservative, um, to the point that it's like, you know, kind of illogical in a lot of ways. And I think the ramifications of a lot of these policies is going to really bu- turn around and bite state of Texas in the ass, um,
0: in yeah. the long run. And so we can actually get into that here in just a minute. The, the Texas, uh, standard, an uh, NPR thing actually covered Maddie Parker's And I would like for us to kind of listen to a little bit of their piece, uh but we'll do that in just a, a second. So, uh, Rose, like, what do you think about Deborah People's considering running against Betsy Price for this commissioner position? Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea?
1: I haven't been here for the their whole rivalry thing, so I don't have the history.
4: That's okay. But
1: like, it just feels like. We we need we need someone better. We need somebody better than than the chairwoman of the Democratic Party. You know, I agree. Like, clearly she hasn't been enough even as what she is, and we need so much beyond that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like if we're actually just going to like like I I wanna go for something that I want mm-hmm. and I don't even want Deborah Peoples to have you know to be the county judge all that much i just don't want i forgot her name betsy price to have it <laughs> yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. like i am just i would just so much rather fight for something that like we actually care about and that could actually get us a little further than just fight against taking a step back
0: yeah and that is what a that lot
1: of said. i mean sometimes it's important to fight against taking a step back but sure i just yeah
0: yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, and I think it's just a, a, a downside of our two-party system. Like, we really are oftentimes just between the lesser of two evils or whatever. Both of these candidates suck. Both of these candidates aren't great. But it's like, well, I, at least it's not the really bad one. Uh, and that's been going on for a long time. That's not a new phenomenon in American politics. But, I mean, we're even seeing that at the at the local level, at the national level, of course. And, yeah, I just wish there was some way for us to kind of be more – have something i mean this, it's not gonna happen in my opinion anytime soon but if we could have a parliamentary type system where we had five six seven parties salute that had to you know work together to get someone in office rather than just having two options
2: yeah. yeah i just don't think never people's has like ever really been that strong of a candidate Bless you. like like I, I just to me personally you know like i guess like i've voted for her like the last two times that she ran for mayor, you know, like, and if she ends up running, you know, for the commission or, oh, oh for a county judge, right? She's running mm-hmm. for county mm-hmm. judge. Um, if she decides to do that, obviously I would vote for her over Betsy, right? But like, um, like, she just doesn't bring a lot to the table for me personally, like, as a Democratic candidate. And I think that like, if she's gonna try to like run against Betsy, you know we she's gonna have to you know like identify some actual like policies that she cares about you know because you have to
1: change your game you can't just you can't just keep playing the same game and losing and then keep like come back to the next one be like okay but this time like yeah change up your strategy like work on your on your platform you know do something to to adapt and and grow and and move forward don't just like stay be, be the same candidate every time and be like but we'll get her this time yeah
0: yeah i, I think it, it's something that's frustrating to me i mean obviously i've made the case multiple times and you, and you have too about how policy is so important and like it's it's the issue that you're fighting for or the issues that you stand for like yeah that you're worth voting for or not not the party per se right but like a lot of people don't even care about that they're more concerned about electability because of this two party dynamic where it's like, well, I actually want the person who is going to beat the other person, even if they suck too or suck in a different way, like if they're more electable. And so I saw this canvassing for Bernie uh, back back last year before uh, before the pandemic, like a lot of people were like, I appreciate you coming to my door, but I just don't think he's going to win against Trump. So I'm voting for Biden. Uh, and, and And that was I heard that from more than one person. And so it was kind of like, OK. Uh, that's what they really care about is an electability. And so I think that's maybe with Deborah Peoples, because there was, we can't can't deny that there was a big movement behind Deborah Peoples. She did get a bunch more people out to vote. vote. Mm-hmm. She was like, had a, you know, I don't want to say fiery, but had like a devoted base that she, here in the, in the area that she actually, you know.
4: Was uh, able to mobilize. Mobilize, I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, and so that's, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and, and, but that was kind of the thing. Like I, even she, even though she didn't really stand for anything, she was able to mobilize, you know, I think she stood, I think she took the moniker defunding the police. She like, she was willing to accept that. I don't ever remember her saying that explicitly. Um, but she let that kind of be assumed that she would be for that.
2: Well, her whole thing that she seemed to be running on was like unifying the city. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were people supporting her that were loud about,
0: sending the police yes right and she accepted it was not part of
1: her platform
0: yeah
2: yeah and i think that a lot of people were like ascribing like progressive policies on to her um and you know kind of see you know like like i was just saying like i guess in the same ways that the you know republican the republicans locally and conservatives locally are kind of able to like you know ascribe like things that they want to see like onto these candidates simply because they're for their party. I think that was happening like with, um, yeah. you know, like Dems and leftists here in the city as well with Deborah Peoples. Like, you know, like I want the left to stand for these things mm-hmm. and this is what other people on the left are saying nationally. This must be what Deborah Peoples stands for because she's a candidate running, you know, and mm-hmm. we know she's head of the democratic party. So she must be, progressive to some degree. But like if you actually like like Roe, like what you're saying is like when you look at her actual platform, like it wasn't that progressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think but I I think there's something beneficial there in in the narrative of this. Right. Like I think that means there is a motivated group of leftists here in Fort Worth. And I think that is often overlooked. Yeah. Like we can just look at that election, even though she lost it and go, hey, these people actually turned out. And, th- and in my personal opinion, they didn't even have a, that good of a candidate to turn out for. Right. So if they actually had a really good candidate who, mm-hmm. was, who was saying some stuff, like a, uh, uh, what's the, what was the name of the dude who ran against Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco? I can't think of his name. Off the oh, top of my head. I can't Bashkar, think Bashkar. Yeah. Ba- Bashkar Sunkar or something like that. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, he was fantastic. He was an amazing He candidate. was fantastic. And so like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again down the road. Someone who's willing to speak truth to power yeah. and and in a way that is like genuine, mm-hmm. um, and so and like like a Jordan Mims, really like if I would love to see Jordan run for city council again or something else. I like because to see Jordan
2: was... run for Commissioner
4: Score.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Jordan,
4: if you're listening, please but, run again because she was willing to do that.
0: <laughs> um, and maybe that'd be cool if we could get him on later this summer, like talk about the yeah, election, that would his sick. perspective. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. That's uh, it's yeah. I'm just kind of there's a. I think there's something positive here in the city. Like we could, there are people here that mm-hmm. will that will back ideas like that. It's just a matter like, I think, you know, it's going to take a lot. It's an uphill battle because of where we're at, because of the power structures here, the money and the people who run the city, because every city is run by some people or small elite people, right? Like the ones here uh, happen to be conservative. And so it's just like just that in itself is just kind of makes it more difficult for progressive ideas and perspectives to come along. But here, I'm going to pull up this Texas Standard um, piece. The uh, the journalist who put it up is uh, Miranda Suarez. And so I'm going to provide the link, of course, below. And let, I'm, let's just kind of listen to it for a little bit. I think there's some good stuff here um, in, in regards to like what Maddie is saying. So Amber, do you want to read the title of this piece? I saw you kind of laughing about it earlier.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah. <clears throat> the title is In Fort Worth, a new generation of leaders wants to unify the city.
0: <laughs> so um, what does unification actually mean though? And, and that's kind of what they explore. Whoops, I clicked on the little ad that came up. Okay, here we go. KERA's Miranda Suarez explores what unity means in this case and what might be the best way to achieve it. Maddie
5: Parker! <laughs> Maddie Parker gave her victory speech to a crowd of cheering supporters at a West 7th bar. And she repeated a promise she made throughout the campaign.
3: Number one is bringing our city together. In Fort Worth, we're going to embrace positive policies and consensus building with ferocity.
5: There are plenty of divisive issues Parker wants to tackle. She listed education, affordable housing, public transit, and she's looking for cooperation in dealing with all of it.
3: You don't take tough issues by taking to your proverbial corner
5: some in the city are looking for her to prove
0: what does she mean by that by
3: taking to
2: your safe space (laughs) but who's who did
0: that i think
4: she's
1: saying like get to the middle of the room try to have conversations and and stuff instead of being like but this is my stance
0: okay i just to me I,
1: i don't know that's
0: it just sounded like that's that like, like Betsy had been doing that or something, <laughs> you know, like like well, you don't do it this way, you do it this way, and it was like, well, who was doing it? Who I think she was she's just going speaking
2: to the, to the polarization of politics okay. generally. This is okay. her, ta- you know, like, like like we were talking about like taking like national political
0: issues and bringing it and bringing yeah it and framing it, it in the, in the city way, as if that was a, the case yeah
2: okay. also
1: if that does mean what i think it means then betsy was doing that
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> she would know right maddie if she's would know she's changing
1: yeah. anything then like
2: yeah.
5: great you know yeah, that's a good i did
2: point. not expect this from her yeah but yeah so anyway, we'll we continue, continue. <laughs>
5: move her commitment to unity. Bob Ray Sanders, once a reporter for KERA and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, co-chaired the city's Race and Culture Task Force. He says Parker, who's white, needs to reach out to Black and Hispanic residents and then act on her promises.
4: But I've always said we're one
3: incident away from a major eruption in this city. It's not just enough
4: to say, I believe in diversity. I believe in uniting communities. You've got to show it
5: officials trying to unite these communities are almost all brand new to the job only three members
0: so hold on before we get to the the new council do y'all agree with that assessment that he claimed
5: that our
2: city is one incident away from a huge like fallout or whatever
0: yeah yeah i do yeah i do too
2: i do too yeah i mean absolutely i mean i think we've already kind of started to see that, you know, like with the uprisings, you know, last summer, um, you know, I think that the I, I I can only speak for myself, you know, but like since everything last summer um, and the ways in which the community really tried to step up and, um, you know, since then in weighing in on, you know, for example, um, selecting a new chief of police, you know, um, in the ways that you know, like right after telling us, you know, one thing about wanting to work towards change, like what's in the police department um, and then turn around and bring Greg Abbott here to like give that speech about how, you know, like we're never going to defund the police, you know, just like, I mean, it was, it's just been like one slap in the face after another since then. And Betsy, at least I can't speak for Maddie, but Betsy has done nothing but like, you know um i guess like like show that you know she had no intention of ever coming to the table and talking about issues with policing or issues of racism in the city and so i think that like for me like i'm more mad about it all the time you know um
0: i mean she told us straight up when we had that meeting with her last summer where the chief had to leave early because of of, an accident um That she that she didn't think holding a town hall to let people express their grievances with the city in regards to race would be valuable or useful. It would just be a waste of time. And she said town halls weren't productive in her opinion. Yeah, she said it
2: would just that they just turn into a bitch fest. And you know she doesn't think that there's any value to like you know, the community having a say or, or speaking their agree- their agreement or their grievances, I guess. So like, so yeah, like, and I mean, with all of that considered, um, I think that, yeah, like, I mean, if I feel that way, I know I'm not the only one, you know, like there hasn't really been any change. If you look at the weight of all of these like national or not national, but statewide policies that have just gone into play, I think people are probably feeling like, more disenfranchised than they were even, like, prior to um, all of the protesting last summer. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that.
0: What do you think, Rose?
2: I am an optimist.
1: And so I'm always, like, I'm always, like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, ever, for are here. I definitely, because of that, wanted to see more last year. And and I got to a place where I um like it there's just such a disconnect between the people that are aware and who care about these things and then the just vast majority of people who just like don't care to look into it or or they are just conservative already. I I feel like it's mostly um just you know they just haven't even bothered to look into these things cuz they doesn't affect them, you know, as far as they know. Anyway, I I usually go for optimism and I would love that. But sadly I can see a world in which in which more shit happens and we just still mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. get enough people involved and caring about it.
0: Yeah, I mean based on you know even just yesterday opal's walk and and i just saw in the juneteenth parade and celebrations and stuff i just saw a bunch of people and i I wish we could have participated in that i had to go to a graduation in the morning and then we had some other stuff to take care of but it was really i was like wow okay good so it looks like you know everybody who was fighting for stuff especially opal right like that's a huge success and victory for her but yeah, she's been um,
2: working on this for like thirty years. Yeah, getting
4: <laughs> like Juneteenth recognized
0: least, like, as a national holiday—that's a—that's yeah. something to celebrate for sure. Yeah. Um. And so, like that, that to me kind of is like, yeah, people are still connected. People are still paying attention to what's going on. Uh. And so, yeah, if we do have another, you know, heaven forbid, ta- a Tatiana Jefferson situation or something like that, or something worse, um, yeah, I think I think the city is kind of is primed to to I don't know <laughs> I don't know not that I'm like happy for that or anything that's that's that but I do agree with with this dude who on on the on the interview said that like, I thought it was kind of good it was nice to hear that perspective because like it's something I thought for a while but I hadn't heard anyone on the radio say it you know uh, and so I was like oh okay yeah yeah I actually do agree with this guy but I wanted to see if, if y'all did too like it's like is that is that an accurate take and and okay it appears to be
5: a returning to the city council which will be much younger this time around. One of the newbies is 31-year-old Jared Williams, who ousted the longest-serving council member, Jungus Jordan. Williams says unity begins with the city acknowledging what it has done wrong, especially its failures to protect his fellow Black residents. He gives examples ranging from the killing of a Tatiana Jefferson at the hands of a white police officer in 2019, all the way back to the lynching of Fred Rouse in 1921.
6: And those situations have caused serious trust issues, Right. And issues of trauma that we have to acknowledge as a city in a meaningful way and we have to address that with our residents in order to really move our forward in ensuring that situations like that like never happen again.
5: Williams has ideas for
0: It's I'm glad this dude is on our city council now.
2: Yeah, me too. You
5: know,
0: this guy's way better than Junkus Jordan.
4: Well,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: just, just based on that one. Like sentence for one thing, he said,
2: he's like, not a yeah. vampire.
4: So
5: <laughs>
0: Too bad Thomas isn't here to join in with it. Yeah, this is for you, buddy.
5: (laughs) Changes both small and structural, but most focus on one goal, bringing city government more in touch with people. He suggests having one city council meeting a month in the neighborhoods instead of at City Hall downtown. Love it. And he (laughs) envisions adding more council staff who can answer constituent questions and craft policy.
6: As a growing city, we're going to have to make some bold investments in our governance structure to be able to meet the expectations that, you know, the residents of District 6 are calling on the city of Fort Worth to make.
5: One big change is already in the works to strengthen people's connection to local government. The upcoming redistricting process will add two new seats to the city council that only has one Latino member. The goal is to provide more opportunities to elect more diverse representatives. But those extra members won't be elected until 2023. That leaves this new city council two years to figure out how to work together and with the rest of the city. Layla Zayden is the CEO of the Millennial Action Project, which pushes young politicians to cross party lines.
6: Getting along and, and unity doesn't mean always agreeing on every single solution.
5: To Zayden, unity actually comes from building systems where people can work out their disagreements.
6: It doesn't mean that we all have to agree, but we do have to figure out how to listen to one another.
5: That's what Letitia Stribling-Smiley plans to do. She was a Deborah People supporter, but she'll give Mayor Parker a chance. If it's right and things are positive, I will support. But if things are not, I would like for her to hear that as well. These new city leaders have a big test of unity coming up. The murder trial of Aaron Dean, the police officer who killed a Tatiana Jefferson, is tentatively scheduled for August. I'm Miranda well,
2: Suarez. <clears throat> Jeez, how many years has it been now? Okay, I have a question. I have a question, guys. Yeah, what's up? All right, check it. So would you say that um that Maddie Maddie Parker um going around I okay, I'm not gonna say she's going around. I don't know how many times she said it, but she has definitely been leaning into her being a millennial, you know, like kind of as like a oh look I'm progr- I I'm a young ideal like idealist or whatever. Yeah. Like is that or is that not doing identity politics? Yeah. Like
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah like, if you identify as a gen if, if you if your generation is part of your identity, which to a lot of people it is, um yeah, you could totally argue that for sure.
2: Yeah, even though you know she's conservative and conservatives like supposedly like really despise identity politics or whatever. Yeah. But like, I mean, we're not doing like racial identity politics here, but doing like, you know, like generational generational pol- yeah. <laughs> identity politics. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I, and do you
0: think it worked? Well, bit, well, I, I'm, I, I'm sure part of it is her and her campaigning and messaging and promoting herself as a candidate. But I know the other part of it is the media buying that narrative
2: going along with and, him, right? and
0: like so I've seen more articles with that in the title like with that in the headline uh, than really anything else and she's pretty much you know kind of adopted that and said yeah like people are saying it's important that I'm the youngest mayor in, in a major city in america she's like totally embracing it which, which well of and at the would,
2: debate but. she was all like i'm a millennial like blah 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 like you know kind of like bragging about it um and i'm just wondering like to what degree like that might have like been um i don't know like played a role in her success i guess like
4: it's, yeah
1: it's funny to me how like how you say that conservatives um hate identity politics because i feel like that's all they ever do like yeah like my mom doesn't live in fort worth but i heard about candidates that she liked because they were christians
4: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah like, that's an identity
0: thing yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's it's an identity thing you know their religion their uh big happy family
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's those are all identity politics yeah. it's all like vote for me because of who I am in my personal
0: life. Exactly. And that's really how a lot of people, again, going back to the whole policy thing, a lot of voters just don't really care about policy, but they care about the the candidate's identity Mm -hmm. and whether or not they belong to the same social group or whatever as, as they do, you know? And so it's just like that, that's, that is what a lot of people look for. Are they a good Christian? Like I am. And if they are, that's all I care about. Even if they want to want to do X, Y, or Z that I don't agree with. Those are the policy side of things. People don't think about that stuff, but they do think about, Oh, is this person, fitting into the box that i like you know yeah
2: well i think it just creates a way for people to kind of like ascribe like their you know their own like personal like bias like onto a candidate you know like i like for maddie parker being millennial or whatever i you know when i think about like what it means to be a millennial you know because like i am millennial like 1.0 i'm like elder millennial as yeah, like that one me, you and me comedian both. Yeah. had mentioned or whatever like eliza schleshing oh uh, yes yes i i all i could remember was her first name um but like when i think about you know like what does it mean to be a millennial and like what and how does that impact like my values versus like you know like a gen xer versus like a boomer or whatever you know like i you know a lot of that has to do with um you know feelings about the climate crisis and you know like you know, I guess like addressing like environmental justice is like a huge part of that. Do I think that Maddie Parker is going to do anything for climate change in one of Fort Worth's biggest oil production industries? Like we're all oil here. You know what I mean? Like that's a huge part of our economy. Yeah, Yeah, right. Like I imagine she has probably been backed by several oil production companies here. You know what I mean? Like, and that is like a huge part of like, the Texas economy overall but like very much the Fort Worth economy and so like I really doubt like she's gonna do anything like you know for addressing the climate crisis which is sad because we could actually do a lot for addressing the climate crisis because of how big um the fossil fuel industry is here you know what I mean like we're like we're all like very complicit in that way when it comes to climate um climate justice because we live in a city that is like a huge part of um of that industry i mean I
0: don't, she's going to be more open to it than betsy would be right like
2: i don't think so you don't even think so, i don't like, i don't even, even think, no. i don't think there's any difference
0: i don't know we'll see well, I, I certainly we'll would want to give her because i mean that is a bit that is one of the big areas where there is a generational difference where people younger people do recognize climate change as an issue and of course yeah, you're right like we're all the moneyed interests or all the powered interests especially the people who are backing her uh yeah, they're not gonna want any of that. So you're, I'm sure she's not gonna follow. You know, she's gonna toe the line for them. Um, but it's more likely. I'm just saying the 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 probability. if, no. it, if it was a five percent with Betsy, it's got to be like a fifteen percent with Matt. I completely or something, disagree
2: right? with you on that. See, that's you buying into it.
0: That's
4: you buying,
2: buying into, into what? It. What are you talking that's about? That's you buying into identity politics.
0: No, so uh, what? Okay, I disagree with your framing there. <laughs> You, identity to politics isn't something that you buy into or not. It is something that's inherently part of politics. Like it's just, it's just a part of it. And well, it's just whether or not okay. you choose to engage in that part of it is your thing, but you can't deny that it is a significant factor in how people interact politically.
2: Right. And what I'm saying is that like, it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like you, like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to accuse you of, of buying into identity politics. I take that <laughs> back. Um, but what, what I'm saying is that like, like, the reason I think that identity politics works and is such a big part of, um, of you know, politics in the U.S. And, and I don't know, maybe it's like a global a phenomenon. It's um, a human thing. But P- P-
0: identity is so important to us and how we define ourselves.
2: Right, but I'm saying I think it's a fault. It, it's, it lies in making faulty assumptions that this person, because we're part of the same group, is going yeah. to feel the same way that I feel about it because we're part of this group right and like what I'm saying is like that is a faulty assessment and I think that like this Maddie Parker situation is like a good example of that like I could say you know because I'm a millennial and I feel this way about climate justice that Maddie Parker is going to feel similarly because she is a millennial as well and we're both part of this group however if her you know, a good portion of her campaign and her power is drawn from the fossil fuel industry, like, it is very unlikely that she's going to share yeah, any of that yeah, sentiment with me. Yeah, I agree. Me, very uh, or unlikely. that it would make a difference in, like, the policies that she proposes. So what I'm saying is, like, you know, like, I think that, like, while it is a human thing, I think money and power <laughs> is, like, also very much the same thing. And I think people are, like, yeah. including politicians, are more likely to act in, you know, their own interests over, over yes. policy interests. No, you have to
0: look at the power dynamics of yeah. a given situation, and that's why I'm saying I just yes, think it's, I think and it's and important. yeah, and so the power is in is in her money backing and her her financial, which I'm I mean, just whatever. making an assumption. I'm exactly. not assuming so, yeah. that, and that, so, that is how she's. However, she might surprise us. I'm just saying, like we, I, I'm just saying, I'm leaving it open in my mind to the possibility. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that she actually does do some, you know, environmentalism in Fort Worth. That would be nice. Um, let's see, let's see. That's all I'm saying.
1: That would be nice, but. It- after, I would love to have hope for her, but after seeing the way that she campaigned and just like the misinformation that she spread with all yeah. of her police money, like
2: yes, yeah,
1: I just I
0: can't. Yeah, no, you're right. So let's. So I got one more news clip of her. Just this is something that that where is this? MSN put it up, and it's just like a one minute video of her just kind of talking. So here, let's 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 react to this.
6: I think it's incredibly exciting. I'm humbled, quite frankly, to be.
0: I'm sorry I just have to I just have to comment on the, the title of, of this oh yeah <laughs> the title of this it? one minute blurb is Yolitics
2: Yolitics uh, oh, no. that's
0: it's from uh <laughs> ABC Channel 8. I think it's something that they do regularly oh, called Yolitics. So
6: Yolotics. I'm sorry. I think it's incredibly exciting. I'm humbled quite frankly to be able to take the torch on behalf of my generation and say I'm ready to lead with integrity and a focus on what it looks like to lead a big city. Um, it's funny when you're campaigning, you meet wonderful people from all walks of life. I met CEOs that have built phenomenal businesses that are 10 years younger than me. Like they're in their late twenties doing huge things.
0: What do you think are the values of those 20 something successful CEOs that are backing? I mean, is that a dumb question? Maybe that's a dumb question. Maybe that's a leading question. Let's just continue. I'm sorry.
6: I'm sorry. So the fact that we maybe had an age discrepancy in governing something we can correct. But mind you, Jason, it's not just me. We have a young council that's going to serve us. I was just talking with another fellow incoming council member, um, Elizabeth Beck, and we said, let's have our kids at the swearing-in on Tuesday. So if you want to get your popcorn out, I think there's 15 kids or something like that under the age of 15. That's what you're going to see on Tuesday. And it just is a reflection of a city that's emerging from COVID-19 in a positive way. We're going to unite this city and work together and I know that my generation can do that, and I'm excited to get to be the leader of that effort. I think it's incredibly
0: there you go. So she brought in the generational aspect. I' I'm,
2: t- yeah. I'm saying like yeah. that's her whole thing that she's been doing. And I'm just like,
0: you know what she you know who she reminds me? of? Pete, no. Bo- she reminds me of- Pete booty judge. <laughs> <laughs> she's like that she's like the conservative Pete Booty judge.
2: Well, I think Pete Buttigieg is the conservative Pete Buttigieg in my personal opinion. But,
4: like, uh, <laughs> well, he, he ran as a
0: Democrat, though. Like, come on. Like, at least <laughs> I agree. But come on. Like, she's at least a Republican. Like, come on. Sorry. I, okay. I couldn't.
2: I just couldn't not say it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's going to really, you know, represent. Millennials, and now apparently she's also like, you know, deeming herself like the representative of of uh, Gen Z as well. So, I mean, hopefully it, it. I mean, maybe. How is she a representative of Gen Z? Because she. She's not. No, I mean.
0: Gen Z not. I mean, no, she's not. She's 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 thirty seven or thirty eight or something. No. Well,
2: yeah, I know, so but I mean, pretty. it sounds like she's you know, really seeing herself as like the young everybody under. Her, yeah, I mean, maybe that's know, implied.
0: I don't get that because I work with Gen Z or whatever, well, yeah, and, like, they don't identify. They, they're, like, millennials or old people, you know? Like, that's not... They yeah, don't I identify know. with that generation at all. I know. Um, So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I
1: know. She's just, you know... I
2: mean, I'm yeah, right. I
1: don't know. Like, I'm right on the... I'm, like, kind of right in between. I was about, about to ask. Way, yeah. yeah. Is she your you know? leader? <laughs> 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 no, she's also, like... Fifteen years older than me, so like, yeah. so there's yeah. no way that she's at all connected to Gen Z because yeah. I'm on the cusp,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: it's a very good point.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just like a I don't know I just think it's interesting like to is she your
5: theater?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was me all along.
0: <laughs> so I've got the, this this so I've got this clip of her swearing in. It's a it's a little over ten minutes long. The audio isn't great, um, but we can do. We can close with that if y'all want to watch that and just kind of see what she says to the crowd of people. Does that sound good, or what do y'all think? Yeah, y'all, I'd,
2: I'd yeah? like to hear okay. what she has. To say. Okay, she's our she's all of our leader now. So I'm
0: gonna try and ride the fader yeah. on here and like crank it when she's talking, and then like when there's applause, like cut it back a little bit. So okay, I'm gonna just skip like the first minute of it too because. It, it
2: Wow, people are so happy for her.
0: She's hugging people. She's walking up to the mic.
2: Oh my God. This is how we know she's horrible. Look at how happy people are.
4: Everyone's stoked.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, there we go.
4: Yeah. Not
2: everybody's happy.
4: yeah,
0: I didn't know this happened.
2: Oh my God, oh, is that Donnie, Donnie Ballard.
4: Ballard? That, that was, was Donnie, Donnie Ballard. Ballard. Donny's
0: protesting? No, I, maybe. Oh, no, okay. Hold on Wait, a sec. Back, He looks like, like he's running camera. He's not. He's not the one protesting. It was,
2: he's not. He's not carrying he's a sign. Run,
0: It looks like he. I don't know. He's
2: recording something
0: people but in the back.
2: Yeah.
0: So now the camera is about to turn around. Everyone's looking back like what's going
2: on? Yeah, there's some protesters there.
4: Yeah, I didn't
0: I didn't know that happened. Yeah, you didn't hear about that, Nobody, nobody, nobody covered heard about the that. protests. Thank you, Jabari Shakur, for posting this YouTube video. It's got nine views. Guys, go go show Shabari, J- Jabari some love and check it out. He's got a bunch of videos on his channel of just, like, city stuff. I'm definitely subscribing to this dude because he's the only one who I can find a video. <laughs>
4: like, yeah. I couldn't
0: find it any other way. Uh, so, yeah, so there's some, uh, what do we want justice, when do we want it now? Yeah. But you couldn't hear what they were saying. And so now let's let's see her response. Yeah.
2: wait was that united fort worth that was protesting her
0: i believe so yeah she said thank you to united fort worth for being here
2: what oh my god regardless of what i whether wish i had was been fort
1: worth protesting her that is the one name that is recognized by the city i feel
2: like right yeah. oh yeah 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 true <laughs> true <laughs> so, thank you,
3: marks on the timeline of my five year old sitting down there somewhere hannah we love you you're doing good girl babysitter she's brand new name. So good evening to all of Fort Worth, to those of you watching online and from home. What a momentous
2: occasion it is tonight. My name is Maddie Parker, and I'm the new mayor of Fort Worth. Can you pause it? Is that really her? Like, does she use that accent all the time? Is she playing it up? (laughs) Like, I don't know why I feel like it's kind of like like she's playing up a, a Texas accent.
0: Well, Ted Cruz does it. Well, seen, I know. You know but have you like, ever seen him in D.C. versus when he's in Texas? Yeah, he's a completely he talks completely differently.
2: If you know if that is really her accent or not, that she uses like all the time, like please write us and let us know. Like I just ha- I have to know. Uh,
4: it's I feel been been like consistent. It's, it's I feel consistent. like it's
2: pandering. I I, mean, I, I don't be. know why. It may
0: be. I don't know. Code switching is a real thing, and I don't think it's a negative thing. You know.
2: Like yeah, it if, is. if you're pandering
5: to your oh, okay, no, no, okay. like that. Yes. let me clarify.
0: <laughs> yes, if you are pandering a hundred percent, I'm just saying in a community one to one when you're talking to a person, like you code switch. That's what yeah, we people do. Yeah,
2: and then you do. like are you is the one to one? Yeah, but this isn't yeah. no,
0: talking. you're right.
2: Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> Anthony, you're a sixth generation Fort Worthian, right? Yeah, and you don't talk like that.
0: What? Dude, I, no, I turn on, I turn it on. No, for sure. When I'm talking, no, a hundred percent I do. When, I've never when, heard you.
3: Yeah, Cause heard you're not one. around
0: when I'm talking <laughs> to old white people. Like, but you, I, I turn in, I start talking like my old white part of my family. I start talking like I'm back from Burleson again. And I get a little bit, I get, I get a little loose, you know,
4: but then <laughs> when I'm talking to my that.
0: Latino students or my African American students, I talk completely differently. Um, And so, I mean, I don't, and it's not something I'm like consciously trying to pander to whoever I'm speaking to. Yeah. But I'm trying to efficiently communicate. And you, when you're communicating in the vernacular of the person that you're talking to, then th- that's efficiently communicating. If I were to talk th- the way I would talk to my Latino students, to someone who's 70 and is, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it doesn't translate. So that's where it comes from. For me, that's completely different. Than what she's doing here, as a politician talking to an audience. I, okay. I'm, not, I'm not trying to.
2: Maybe I'm being. Am I being a jerk?
0: Well, no. I think I think I, there's a debate I, around I code know. switching that we just stepped into. Um, right. And that. Well, uh, I mean, was, I'm <laughs> not wasn't debating attentive. code
2: switching at all. Like I'm just saying that, like I feel like, um, Matthew Parker's accent has not been that consistent, and that it, she's really like laying it on right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. That's why I said I don't know. If you, if you, audience members know. Let us know. Maybe I'm just being a jerk. Am I being an elitist?
0: What do you think, Rose?
1: I haven't heard her talk before, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like like not for more than, you know, a second. I've never really registered it. But I would I would love to look into this now. Now Let's that this do. is a conversation.
0: It's fine. It's I'm like all about old it. Old social media post from ten years. As far
1: go. as Yeah. As far as like how we feel about that. I, I, mean, I mean Yeah everything she's done has been pandering to the you know the old i mean that's what
0: politicians do too right like that's kind of part of the Worth.
1: how
0: you do yeah yeah no totally okay so let's see let's see what what else she says so she handled that pretty well right like that's
2: the only way she could have possibly handled it yeah thank
0: you guys for being here and that was it was it but yeah that's, That's, that's
2: there's no other way you had
0: to acknowledge it and so she she did a good job I'm curious how Betsy would have handled that, to be honest. Maybe the same. Oh, know.
2: it would have been hilarious to see <laughs> Betsy, like, loser, <laughs> loser, loser, cool over it. But, yeah, I mean, that's the best possible way she could have. She could have taken it really poorly, but, yeah, I don't know. That was good.
0: So we got a bunch of applause. It's go time. And now we got, I believe that was Jabari saying, it's go time, which was the headline from her speech. Every, everyone printed Maddie Parker, it's go time, on her new administration. So that's the... That's why I think why he said it. I'm going to go to the
3: heart part first, which is special thanks to my wonderful family who's here tonight. You saw my husband David, oh my cousin like Grayson, he was 10. Grayson, new suit, looking sharp, man. He put that suit on there and said, Mom, I should have bought this during the campaign. I could definitely got some votes. To short to Schweiger and the Parker household, the great Parker. And Delaney Parker, who's hanging in dearly. Um, my sweet husband David, he's pulled down the fork. It's been a really crazy few, five and a half months. All of us up here from the test and all the is, um, that man burned up and down the road to Austin, Texas in a 2012 F-150, um, and we love you and we appreciate you. So We're here You got to see Reverend Robin Piercy, who is about to retire from Yorktown Methodist Church down in South Texas. And what a cool thing to get to swear in your daughter. Thank you so much. Appreciate love you dearly. Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. Countless friends and family members here, um, those that I've done life with, and all of my 37 years of wisdom, um, thank you for showing up for the Parker family during this crazy adventure of a campaign. We were the underdog. When we started this process, I had 2% name ID. It was a roll up your sleeves, get it done campaign, and it truly was grassroots because it started with the men and women and the children that
2: we play baseball
4: with saying why not why not go for it and be the next mayor of Fort Worth Texas and not only that let's let you be
1: the youngest mayor leading a big city in the country right now okay, okay. she's okay. so proud of it okay okay hold grassroots on. excuse me <laughs> so, yeah, right
4: well
0: when you frame it that way You're though
1: supportive. That family and the police officers association.
0: Exactly. And
2: if we dig into it, probably like fossil fuels as well. Like oh, I yeah. Yeah.
0: military <laughs> weapons manufacturers, whatever. Um. So so Locking. what she, she oh, here's here's, here's so the thing helicopter. though. Here's like here's the thing. Like why framing is so important. When you say I was convinced to run by the parents of other children at the school that my kids go to. I was at a p I was at a PTA meeting and they were like, Maddie, why don't you run?" And I was I like, "I think it was
2: what? the I think she said it was the children themselves, like there were 8-year-old <laughs> like like baseball players saying, "Why not you?" Oh, Maddie? so I don't think like, it was that. But
0: so okay, even <laughs> you know, if that's she true, she represents Gen Z. Like even if that's true, which it may be true, like that maybe that maybe they were the people. Those people were Bass family, or you know, or it was like it wasn't—they yeah. weren't just random people, right? Like it was like yeah, these people who are back in of Fort Worth was
1: like you should run exactly,
4: and she was like grassroots. That's my yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that <a> idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I don't think she knows what the word grassroots means,
0: exactly. but well, <laughs> no, she does because she's cleverly framing it like as if it was this this organic thing that happened from neighbors or something, you yeah. know, like that's, and what, that's she,
2: what, yeah. like. She
1: was also the chief of staff of the former mayor. Like yeah. she's saying, yes. like she was just a woman,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: somebody was like you, absolutely. But she
2: wasn't. <laughs> like absolutely. She was prepped yeah. for this. Like she was just some trad wife, like laying around, like taking water. Way to like her son's baseball team and and <laughs> the kids themselves were like, we would like you to be mayor. And then she was oh, like, man. no, I'm not a trad wife anymore. I'm going to yeah. step into politics. Amber's
0: getting into a bunch of new terminology with her with her studies lately. Sorry. Yeah, yeah what's, what's like a trad wife? Traditional wife, which ah, ties into okay. a bunch of other other okay. undercurrents, which we're not going to get into right here. Maybe we can have an episode about it later. <laughs> I'm
4: not, fine, but, <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop.
0: <laughs> but we- and that's the video. <laughs> I I didn't consider any of that stuff, Amber, until you threw that in there, but I think that's a that's an angle that we can keep an eye on. But anyways, well, well let's continue with the video.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Our city management team is sitting here in front of me. Jay, Dana, Val, Fernando, David Cook, Sarah, I could go on. Thank you for what you do every single day. You, don't, you do this job because you love public service. You don't do it because it's easy. And I know how complicated your lives are, um, the family that is at home waiting for you often. Um, I know Val, would oftentimes be rushing rush into a volleyball game. I know it's not easy. And I cannot wait to work alongside you. To the many department heads and city employees
0: I'm sorry. Just that 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 just the, if if I was any of those people she was talking to, I'd be like, you don't know me. You don't know how, <laughs> how complicated my life is. I don't know. That just I'm, they, I'm sure they're all friends, and maybe she does, but that just seemed like a very strange thing to say. Well, it's, to so it's it's or,
2: interesting to me because like it's like she's like really trying to lean into like um, traditional feminism, and you know, showing like the conflicts of like being a working mom and balancing work and family mm-hmm. and you know really trying to like um you know paint herself as like more femme overall you know uh, which is something that would probably speak to a lot of her constituents yeah.
3: actually put this wonderful ceremony on. thank you for working so hard in the city of Fort Worth every day and I'm honored to be a former city employee, employee and now your mayor of Fort
2: yeah, you know, because like women can't just like do politics. Like they have to, you know, show that they can be a good politician while still being a good mom. Yeah, you're right. You know,
4: mm-hmm. like
2: that, like men don't do that. Like men become politicians and they don't have to explain how they're still a good dad and being a politician. But like women Until they get caught
0: that. cheating on their wife or something.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. Despite
3: the exhaustion and the hundreds of events. And miles across the entire city, my resolve and excitement for our future and forward, about living here and raising our family, and about being your mayor is deeper than ever. As a small town kid who was raised on a family farm with the simple values of hard work and faith and family, and quite simply just to be kind to one another, it is incredibly humbling to look at this audience tonight.
0: Hard work, faith, family, and being kind to one another. It implies Christian to me. That's just kind of like the next thing that you just, it's just all kind of implied together, right?
2: Yeah, like non Christians don't have to talk about faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, I mean non
0: religious yeah. people, I guess. Yeah. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah. Specifically like saying faith surrounded by all those words. Like there are other religions that care about those things. Right. But yeah. Here Sorry. in I, I miss... the Bible belt. Yeah. yeah. All those words mean Christian.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the hard work thing. The hard work thing, man, that uh, I just got so much. That that's one of the things that I'm not supposed to tie to racism in my classroom anymore with this new Texas bill. And that man that just really irks me. So I just want to point out to everybody the whole hard work ethic idea is inherently tied to racism. Okay? Just 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 to
2: but we're not going to talk about that today. That's something Anthony's been learning in his studies. And maybe <laughs> he's going to do another episode about yeah, it later on. I think we will. But we're not getting off I think on we will. that tangent right now. Do
0: you want to? Is that what you I mean? We can? If I, you would,
2: want. I would love a tangent next time.
0: There we go. We've been here
2: for an hour. We can't make these courses.
1: See, that's sit what I'm
0: saying. We, we we're Yeah, we're 76 minutes in and we still got to finish this video. So. All
2: right, all right. Let, let's do it. It's go time. <laughs>
3: On the fifth <laughs> burst, and by the countless people in my life that have built me up for the last 37 years. The teachers, mentors, and friends that have always been a phone call away. It is not lost on me how fortunate I am to get to be this point. Thank you. I love you. As <clears throat> so my experience ceremony is incredibly exciting for each member on this council seated before you. Also, for the residents of Fort Worth, as you prepare for the future opportunities we lay ahead. i just to, to rip on Michael Crane here. You know, his speech was like 25 minutes long when he got to speak, so we're really saving a little bit of time here this evening. If I truly account for new faces and excited leaders who are ready to take on the campaign promises that we made and put them to work on behalf of the residents of this incredible program. Much has been made in the media, as Elizabeth alluded to, about the partnership of our city. And frankly, across this country. But the question facing our city isn't whether we go right or left. It's how we move forward, forward.
2: Unity.
0: Yeah, I mean, that—that that is, that is her message, just like it was Deborah's. That was her, was her message, too. I mean, was, she was just unity.
1: stole Andrew Yang's campaign phrase yeah
2: she did like that's all she
1: did thank you
2: thank
0: you that's a good point
2: i thought i'd heard it somewhere before
1: yeah i I liked
2: it when he did it i liked liked it it when he did it too yeah
0: Yeah. no for sure i think but uh, what what that makes me think of is like okay move forward i was like okay well which direction are we moving though?
4: <laughs> exactly. uh, if we got 360 degrees, are we move which... <laughs> <train laughs> in which, yeah, right.
0: like we're, we're okay forward, great, but uh, forward you know, for who? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But the world is a globe, not yeah. a line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: the only thing
0: that I am partisan about
4: is getting
3: things done.
2: Oh, come on. My goal
3: is human.
0: What?
2: The only thing I'm partisan about is getting things done. Come on. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I Like, what happened to, like, all of those, like, horrible flyers I got in the mail about you, like, <laughs> not wanting to defund the police and, like, blah, 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 like.
1: That's not partisan. That's just about safety.
2: Oh, come on. Don't you want your
1: neighborhoods
0: to be safe? So how will you know if you don't look outside and see three cops immediately? So yeah, again, so I guess that that is such a weird thing to say because already the position—well, it's a a lie, lie. sure. But like the the mayoral position is supposed to be nonpartisan, anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's already this assumption that like, well, you're not gonna make partisan decisions, but she's saying, I actually am gonna make partisan decisions, but only about getting things done. Which, is like, what the fuck does that mean?
2: Well, she's trying to um, say that she's gonna work for everybody or whatever, and like, that's obviously like not the true like ba- true based on her campaign flyers. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's why I'm so mad about it. I but I mean, like, get, w- w-
0: getting things, but w- like, like how you get things done, like the process matters, right? Like. The ends don't necessarily justify the means.
2: And you can't apply s- tautological logic to this argument because it doesn't really make any sense. Like, I mean, but
0: that's, I guess uh, that's why I'm so frustrated. Like, I don't know. That, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why, you're going to claim partisanship on this one thing, but the one thing you're claiming partisanship on, like, what do you even mean by that? Sorry, okay, we'll keep going. we got, we, yeah. we got to wrap this up. Okay. My purpose
3: for the future and my approach is working together with each member of the city council. This approach is how we maintain safe and prosperous neighborhoods for all Fort A booming economy, high performing schools, the very best police and fire personnel, and world-class infrastructure and city services. Members of the city council-
0: City services came last. I wish it would've came first. I wish you would've mentioned our libraries and our parks and-
3: stuff. I know. That would've been nice. I know. We may not have it all together, but working together, we truly can have it all: safer streets, growing neighborhoods, booming business, and high-performing schools.
0: Today, she said it again: booming business and high-performing schools. Didn't talk about our transit transit system, Didn't, and our schools are not high-performing, bro.
3: <laughs> I mean, we got a
0: couple. Don't get me wrong, but the district as a whole, it's no. Historic day for our
3: city. We stand before you as a council comprised of incredible peers different professions and backgrounds, and the past that led us to this position to service. This is the youngest and most diverse council that
0: Fort Worth has ever had in leadership. That's a nice thing to, to mention and point out, and it's good.
3: Yeah, that was good. To describe who you, have in you have a U.S. military veteran, an attorney,
0: in So now she's gonna introduce the council. You okay. have a successful business
2: leader, father, and by the way, whiskey connoisseur and learn Firestone. Yay, alcohols. You yes. have, of
3: course, the Marvel <laughs> pastor who just could speak. Can activist and family
0: man in Chris Nettles. Oh, we missed Chris Nettles' speech. Oh, I want to go find that.
1: A little note back about Dr. Gerald Williams, who currently is a nonprofit leader in education.
0: He has a PhD in environmental
1: science. Say it again. She mentions the environment.
0: She. There you go. I know. There you
1: go. she's she acknowledged a millennial? Environmental science as a thing.
2: Yeah, she she didn't oh. try to say that it's all man. He has a PhD in. a fake.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: No, yeah. She she actually was like, hey, this guy's got a PhD in a pretty cool field. That's real. You no, know, that's a real, f- exactly. She <laughs> didn't, she didn't, I mean, she wouldn't have brought it up, right? Like, she would have, she would have focused on the nonprofit thing or what something, right? Like,
2: uh, all right, guys, all right. Get off me. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I was wrong about <laughs> Maddie Parker. <laughs> she mentioned
1: the environment
3: one. <laughs> I
0: know, right? That's, the, that's how low the bar is. Sorry, I'll take this back.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Dr. Williams, who currently is a non profit leader in education, he has a PhD in environmental science. So so and as much as I think Michael Crane on her no one is more qualified and tenacious about public service. Former expat, U.S. diplomat, and U.S. presidential staffer, Michael Crane. So Michael Crane. And you know, down there on the end, Carlos is quiet, but
3: you he's an aerospace engineer so he knows a thing or two about something <laughs> and of course we have a successful accountant entrepreneur restaurant
2: tour, music venue owner i could go on carrie could teach us a thing or two about successful
3: business
0: and it's an honor being with carrie. what music venue does he own i don't know i was thinking that too i have no idea I'm looking it up
3: Member of this council and experience, a former broadcast journalist, and you can always hear it in her voice, and of course, a talent recruitment expert, in Miss Gina Bivens. <clears throat> Together, you represent parents, spouses, community leaders. We all
4: have a fierce love and desire to move forward better than we have A responsibility to take the torch we've been handed and leave. Okay, so that's where the video stops. I
2: found it.
0: Oh, you found what venue he owns?
2: It's the historic Arlington Music Speaking Hall. Speaking
0: of all uh, of this, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Of ev- so there's Sager's voice. I had a video just autoplay, in my bed. Um okay, in Arlington?
2: It says historic Arlington Music Hall. I don't subscribe to Star Telegram, so I can't see anything more <laughs> than that. But um that's what I found.
0: Okay. So there you go. I I I just I wish we had more representation on the council not necessarily racially and that this is and don't I don't I don't mean to be negative because this is the most diverse council we've had this is that's the youngest council we've had so those that's fantastic and I don't mean to reduce the significance of that but at the same time I would just like to see some I don't know artists I would like to see on the council, like whatever that means or be, you know, like
2: I'd like to see socioeconomic diversity
0: um, and really
2: just like overall like and I don't just mean like within the city council or whatever, but I just mean like generally like in all politics, like like when we're talking about diversity, like we need to also be talking about socioeconomic diversity and not like you like you shouldn't have to have five businesses or, you know, the backing of you know, your position at, I, I guess like the whole idea of, um, social capital, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like you shouldn't have to have like a huge amount of social capital yeah. to be able to have your opinion matter, yeah. uh, when it comes to politics, but especially local politics where, you know, our lives are impacted the most. Like, absolutely and I can and go I th- on a tangent about that. I'm not going to.
0: I think, yeah, well, uh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up real quick. I, I think you can, to, to, to your point, Amber, I think there's, a, there's something we can kind of look at and just say, okay, um, and not knowing the socioeconomic backgrounds of these two individuals, I don't know. Sure, we don't um, know. But uh, Dr. Jared Williams, this was his first time running, and he won, and he has a PhD, and he did go to three different universities. He has run a, a nonprofit and is on the board of multiple other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, he, in regards to social capital, has a ton of it and that costs to get it It costs money to get a PhD right it, it
2: costs money um, to get social capital yeah
0: exactly <laughs> and so and then compare that to Chris Nettles who also won his seat right also in a runoff this year however this was his what fourth election in a in a row he ran for mayor a few times and he's run for city council too and it, that's this is how long it took him to win yeah and, and the the only and that's the thing I, that's why it bothers me that they focus on people's career as like their accomplishments um mm-hmm. Because like Chris has a lot more accomplishments than just being self-employed. But that but that's how they frame it. Okay, well, this is what he does. That's his strength. Sure. Oh, him and his wife run a daycare or something. Okay. Small business owner or whatever. But like you can say a lot more about a person, right? Than just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I would like to see. there's this focus. And this is not just an in Fort Worth. This is a cultural thing across the country. Yeah. But like just the focus on on the physical job and like the money, the capital side of it. How much have you made? What? How much are you worth or whatever? Right. And it's just, like human beings are, are measured in value in much different ways than just financially. Right. And I think it's important to consider those things when voting for somebody. Right. But I don't know. But
2: capitalist realism, though.
0: Yeah. Which if you don't know, read that book. If you don't, if you haven't heard capitalist realism, it's, it's a fantastic book by Mark Fisher. It's really short. It's like 80 pages. Um, it's essentially uh, capitalism is all around us. It's everywhere. It's the it's the air that we breathe. It's the water that we drink. We, people don't even see it.
2: It's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism.
0: Yeah. It's so ingrained yeah. in our society and culture that people just can't even visualize a future without it. Um,
2: Damn, that's so true. You have all these
1: like post-apocalyptic, you know, fiction stories and Mm -hmm. ideas that people love, you know, rewriting and but nobody can even imagine what ending capitalism would look like. Yeah,
2: that that wasn't I didn't make that up. That was Slavoj Zizek or Mark Fisher. Nobody knows who said it first. Yeah, (laughs) there's a debate over which one of them said it first. But yeah, that wasn't me. I'm not that smart.
1: Yeah. I, you sounded like you were quoting. I, I, <laughs> I, quoting I just want to make like, sure I, it
2: doesn't look like I'm trained to steal still. That was like a this. good
0: quote. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much to our listeners for checking us out this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and finish the, la- the 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 notes that I didn't finish earlier, just to, to close us off with some music under this, all of the resources that we use as always will be provided below in the show notes. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit, and you can sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues at our website justicereformleague.org. Um feel free to contact us if you have any episode ideas or questions. Uh, shoot us a tweet at fwreview uh, on Twitter and then you can also shoot us an email at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com also on our website we, we just came out with a zine that we threw out at the uh, local famous record showcase at Lola's on Friday night and so if you came out to that shout out thank you very much we love you um, however we're going to have a, uh, a PDF version available up on the website so if you want to check out that you can do as well thank you very much guys Bye. Bye.
4: Bye.